0: What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the SmackDown Moments Mac Talk Podcast. It's time for us to start talking about the horror show. That's not the podcast itself. It's the new Extreme Rules 2020 tagline that WWE's put out there. We're going to talk about the pay-per-view and everything that we think is going to happen. The match card rundown, all that usual stuff. I am your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always are Robert D. Felice.
1: I am very excited for this show, Tony.
0: Also joining us is Callum Wiggins. Tony, I hear this is a horror show.
2: We're reviewing Raw or SmackDown or 205 Live. (laughs) We're we're actually doing
0: a main event. (laughs) That's what we're doing. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. We're going to talk about the the one or two matches happening on the card, and the Raw recap, and the small, re, uh, smack, small recap. Oh my god, I'm stupid today. The SmackDown recap. Uh, yeah, we got about six matches that they've already announced. A couple other matches that it seems like they're at least should be announcing. Maybe it's not necessarily guaranteed, but... We're going to talk about that and everything else that we're going to talk about. We invite you to do the same thing in the comments section below. Obviously, if you are on a platform that does not have a comment section, then you can't participate in the comment section because it doesn't exist. So if you are on TuneIn or iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever it is, then hop on over to YouTube because YouTube gives you the option to do that. And while you're over there, hit that like button on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already and ring that little notification bell to be aware of when new videos get posted and when we go live for certain things. And, uh, you know, keep the discussion going. Tell us your thoughts on our thoughts, your thoughts on anything else that we didn't chime in about and whatever else you want to just talk about. I don't know. But we will kind of continue on here and just sort of go down the list that we normally do. And the way that we're going to start is with the unknowns, because there's going to be more than six matches on this card. I mean, usually WWE pay-per-views tend to be around seven to nine, sometimes ten matches, depending on how long the different matches are and stuff. So we know that there's going to be at least one or two more. And some of them have been already put out there, and some of them have been kind of alluded to, and some of them are just sort of like, well, why didn't they say this yet? Like, uh, for instance, one of the big ones to talk about, which I'm assuming we're going to get a confirmation of it before the end of SmackDown this week, is the bar fight between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. We know that the match is happening, or at least that the match is planned. They just haven't said that it's at Extreme Rules yet. And it seems like part of the reason why is because they're not entirely sure if they can record with Sheamus in time. He's missed the last two weeks, so maybe they wanted to quarantine him for that, and they just wanted to be 100% positive. Maybe they decided that they wanted to do it on SmackDown the week after this instead, kind of like what they did with Randy Orton and Big Show. I'm assuming that we're getting the bar fight at Extreme Rules. What do you guys think?
1: It's a bar fight, so it makes the most sense to stick it in this gimmick show. I don't know. I think anything can happen. We've seen a lot of like, hey, AJ Styles is going to defend the Intercontinental title on the Friday before, and Randy Orton is going to fight the big show on the Monday after, so maybe they'll just save this for the Friday after, but I think it's got to be Extreme Rules.
2: Um, I think you probably will. If they can put it on Extreme Rules, they will do it, because it'll be some sort of, I imagine, highly gimmicked cinematic match so i mean we're already gonna get probably an abundance of those on this show anyway so i guess you can even look at it as one of more won't hurt or there's too much and so they'll put it onto raw to stretch it out on smackdown next week to stretch it out a little bit but i think that there's a good likelihood that, that match ends up on the extreme rules as long as sheamus is healthy to compete in that
0: since it's going to happen at some point anyway, we might as well do a prediction just in case it's on here, even if it's not. Uh, of course, if anything does change, we're going to address things in the hot tags. If it's you know they change before the hot tags come up and stuff like that, we're going to do that on Friday night. So that's usually beneficial if, like if they decide, you know what, actually, this match is happening, then we can kind of give more predictions then. But at least as far as right now, I'm thinking that we're getting it. And I'm thinking that Jeff Hardy pretty much has to win this because... A lot of people, and to a certain extent myself as well, I'm not as uh, vehemently opposed to it as a lot of other people are, but a lot of people do seem to be uneasy about this whole storyline and consider it very insensitive. And I feel like Hardy lost the last match, and if you put him in a bar fight and he loses that too, it's almost like you're purposely trying to piss people off and make them feel a little bit weird, so... I got to imagine Hardy wins this, whether it's on SmackDown or it's at Extreme Rules. You guys agree?
2: Yeah,
1: Jeff Hardy
0: will win. Don't think there's too much uh, debate. Yeah, otherwise, that really. why why have the match? So why have the match? If internet issues, we're all getting crossed over here. <laughs> uh, so that match is going to happen once or. Uh, One way or another, I should say, not once or twice. But we know that, um, yeah, hopefully not. Well, maybe they'll uh, do like a bar crawl and they'll just do multiple bar fights. (laughs) But the Randy Orton and Big Show match, that's not happening here. They've announced that that is going to be an unsanctioned match on Raw. Now, I got to assume the reasoning why here is twofold. Actually, it might be threefold. I'm not entirely sure about one of them, but my first thought was... Okay, they want to pop a rating on Raw, and they think that this is going to do it, just to be like, "Oh, it's two legends, and Tony it's an unscheduled."
2: That can't be. That can't be a reason why that's. Uh, they want to pop a rating. They want to fill up time because they've got nobody that they can bring onto the roster at the moment because half the roster seemingly has COVID.
0: Well, that's another thing. Is if you. Have not a whole lot of options and you can spread some things out and you think you've got enough for the pay-per-view that you don't need this on there, then why put it on the pay-per-view and have it potentially get lost in the shuffle as well if you can make that a raw thing and that solves potentially a full hour's worth of their material because they can do a lot of stupid crap that leads up to it. You know, they can do like flair has a promo about big show you you don't want to do this whatever and randy orton cuts a promo about how well this is what's gonna happen and then big show cuts a promo of yes i am gonna fight whatever and then they do a setup and then you know garza attacks and then they have a impromptu match with whatever and then you know like they could do a lot of stuff to just bullshit and waste time and everything so I do think that that's a factor as well. But then the third factor I thought was just maybe they don't have the resources to film this at the same time. Maybe they've got too many people scheduled to record Extreme Rules and they want to limit the amount of people that are actually on there. And they said, you know what? Well, like, let's not have the Orton and Big Show people in here because then we don't have to have flair around everybody. And then we don't have to have, you know, this person and that person, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm thinking more than anything that it's just a matter of them being like, it'll work better on Raw. And screw it, we don't need it on Extreme Rules. Because, you know, it's not the way that pay-per-views used to be. It used to be TV show leads up... Well, house shows and TV shows lead up to pay-per-views. That's when all the important things happen outside of the rare episodes of, like, Raw and stuff. Then it became no, 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 the pay-per-views are just to set up to you watch the TV so that you watch the pay-per-views so that you watch the TV so that you watch the pay-per-views so then nothing really ever happens. Lately, their philosophy seems to be a mix of those where it's sort of like we're building up to the pay-per-view but at the same time, we know that the pay-per-views don't need to be the most important thing in the world so we're going to put some stuff elsewhere and, well, we're looking at it on a weekly basis rather than a per-night thing. And I think in their mind, it's just like, well, then they wait two days and they get it on, or they wait one day and they get it on Raw. They're still getting it. Screw it. They're getting it for free instead of whatever, even though they're not, because you have to pay for cable. But when that happens, I'm assuming we're all in agreement here. Randy Orton wins, right?
1: Never mind that. I want to know why this is an unsanctioned match, but they're sanctioning a match where one man has to rip an eyeball out of the head of another man. Can that's my concern with this. I mean, Randy Orton and Big Show have fought each other thousands of times. Why is this not sanctioned?
0: It's all legal stuff. You know, the matter with, like, uh, this uh, Orton and Big Show thing, and the, the I versus I match, they just need to file all of the paperwork, cross all their T's, and dot all their I's.
1: Something's we'll not getting all crossed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I just... Yeah, Randy Orton's gonna win. Randy Orton is... One of my favorite characters on WWE right now, Like he's doing good work. When Randy's motivated, there's hardly anyone better. And the return to the Legend Killer stuff is motivating him, and it's working for me. I think Randy is going to get rid of the big show. He's going to kill Ric Flair. And then he'll be on to Drew McIntyre, where I think he will win the WWE Championship at SummerSlam.
2: I'm pr- I'm pretty much like echoing a lot of that sentiment really it's beyond the besides the fact that I don't think he's actually winning the title at SummerSlam, but I think he's he's Drew McIntyre's opponent, the ready-made opponent for him at SummerSlam, and for that to be the case, then
0: he has to defeat the Big Show. I mean, there's really no like positive to Big Show winning, so <laughs>
1: little little do we know. This is leading to a cinematic match where it uh it takes place in Big Show's Big Show Showhouse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Some other matches that I had thought They were going to add to the card But that's not the case right now I mean, we talked about this momentarily But AJ Styles defending the Intercontinental Championship Against Matt Riddle It seemed like that has been rushed To a certain extent Like To me, that felt like more of a SummerSlam thing and They're just getting it out of the way on SmackDown I'm really uh, surprised about that Because I thought that we'd get Riddle versus King Corbin Here And that Styles Might not wrestle at extreme rules and maybe they would just kind of roll with the punches that he had defended the title against Drew Gulak and that he had wrestled this and wrestled that and he didn't necessarily need to and whatever. But we're doing this on SmackDown, so I'm assuming that this is one of the potential ways that they go about doing this. Styles and Riddle have a match, they eat up time. And if they do have King Corbin available, he interferes and then they announce a Riddle versus Corbin match at Extreme Rules.
1: More importantly, I think this is just getting rid of Matt Riddle as an IC title challenger while he goes and fixes his personal issues. There are a lot of people who really don't feel comfortable right now with Riddle getting the push he's getting. And I mean fans, I don't mean like inside the industry. And. I think that in order to appease that segment of the audience, they're just going to get him out of the way because they've been building this and we'll build them back up again in six months.
2: Yeah, it's just going to go on those sort of lines. Corbin will, if he's available, can screw him out of that match, lead on to that, their feud, which has already seemed to be in the works. Styles gets to keep hold of the title, move on to whatever's next to him. I don't really know who would be next for him. But the instinct would say Daniel Bryan, but who knows when if and when Daniel Bryan will feel comfortable coming back or anything along those lines, because I assume that there, there must be some sort of reason, not necessarily that he has COVID, but maybe just he's not comfortable coming into a company that has allowed it to essentially manifest and grow within their professional wrestlers and fans and everything else for the past few months. So I don't really
0: know who would be next on the agenda for him. I'm assuming maybe Mustafa Ali. They don't have a whole Doesn't lot of he, options. He moved to, he, He's moved he's moved to ROH.
1: he but he's been moved back to Smackdown Oh god. What,
2: what 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 is this? Why <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's
1: a it's a mess right now,
2: Carlos. I I think realistically it should be Otis. At some point because i always need something to remind people hey i've got the money in the bank briefcase so i'm supposed to be fairly important in the company
0: that this whole thing is so strange because it's like yeah okay sammy zane doesn't want to be a part of this whole thing they take the title off of him he's away okay fine whatever so that offsets the whole gulak and brian thing you bring AJ Styles over. AJ's part of this whole thing or whatever. Brian start stops showing up or whatever. Mustafa Ali, who knows what's going on with him. Otis gets money in the bank, and they just decide to not use him anymore. But Otis was somewhat feuding with Braun Strowman, like they had that pairing a little bit. He was somewhat feuding with Ken Corbin. He was wrestling matches against Cesaro and Nakamura, and he was having this thing a little bit with like AJ Styles. So then there's Matt Riddle in the mix and Gulak and Brian and. It's like 10 people plus the idea of Mandy and Sonya, and it's all just sort of like we have no idea where we're going with any of this week to week. Now, I I can't blame WWE to 100% extent of being like, you know, why didn't you plan this out all the time, whatever, and... I know that obviously there's issues with like, well, we thought we'd have access to this person, but they ended up having to quarantine for two weeks or whatever the hell it is. But it's like, I don't know. I I kind of feel like there's literally no idea of what to do with anything right now in WWE, except for like four things. It's basically, let's have Bailey and Sasha go out there and just go, ah, we're great every possible chance that we get let's have mysterio and his group and then rollins and his group do the same exact promo every single week and every single segment it's just repeat constantly uh the mvp and apollo cruz thing and mcintyre and ziggler and the rest of it's just sort of like uh and it's driving me crazy because it's like i can't even really fully write down something like okay well Matt Riddle and AJ Styles that's a match that should happen because they're feuding because it's like ah well Riddle's feuding with King Corbin ah well no King Corbin was feuding a little bit with Otis Ah, but Otis is with Mandy when Mandy's with Sonya and they're not with Dolph Robert Roode's not there and Tucker's not there Brian's still there but he's not there and Gulak's there but he's not a part of it And I'm like
1: ah (laughs) 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 just give me the cables Frank Grimes (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh well yeah it's just it's a mess all across the board and i think the more we dive into this card the more we're gonna just repeat those sentiments
0: mm-hmm. well one match that i'm expecting them to announce and if they don't then they purposely set this up and then just said i don't know just screw it is a tables match for the SmackDown tag team titles because New Day and Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro have been feuding for a few weeks. They've literally had the tag team title match end in a whole bunch of shenanigans that sets up a tables match in a rematch. It's their way of having their cake and eating it too, just being like, look, you're getting it on SmackDown. (laughs) Ha ha, you're actually not. You're actually going to get it, whatever. If they don't do a tables match, what's the point of the table thing? If they do a tables match and it's on... Smackdown Or they do the rematch in general And it's on Smackdown They should have just done it the week that they did it I hate when they just repeat things for the sake of it I'll get around to the Nikki Cross and Bailey thing later But That to me seems like a, a 100% Given That they're just waiting until Friday to announce
1: Yeah I Not only do I see this happening But I see Cesaro and Nakamura winning the belts
0: I think so too
2: I think the New Day will retain. I don't like tables matches, so I'm not looking forward to this one. Even though the four guys involved I'm big fans of, I think the table the table stipulation is going to restrict them.
1: Who knows, Cal? Maybe they'll uh, they'll tag each other in and out for the first half of it before it just breaks <laughs> down through a table match.
0: Yeah, exactly. Want <laughs> to throw out a plug while you're at it? <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh. Uh, just, yeah, just, yeah. go to Patreon and a dark cast thing and listen to me rant about a stupid tag team tables match from the uh, Paul Heyman podcast extra episode we did, uh, reviewing Vengeance 2002. So you can obviously talk, follow the rest of the Paul Heyman series here on the Smart Moment YouTube channel and the podcast feeds. But we do extra additions that you can get at the $10 tier at uh, Patreon. And you can listen to us rant and review about vendors 2002*, which, outside of that tag team match, was a pretty good show. And we'll have future ones coming up for in August for both the Global Warning show and Summerslam.
0: Yeah. So, reminder everybody, that is the Dark Cast right now going on. That's uh, it'll be posted on Saturday. So. If you don't see that on Patreon, that means that you're not at the $10 or higher tiers because those are the ones that give you access to those kind of things. Even five, $1 and $5 means a lot, but $10 set up is the whole point of the dark cast. And if you aren't checking out the Patreon, you should check it out. Patreon.com slash moment. Every little bit helps. And that spare change that you toss our way is why we're able to do extra little things here and there and why, uh, you know, I can set aside the time to edit things and to set graphics up and do all the things that need to be done because this isn't just as simple as people sit down and they have a phone call chat or something like that it's it's a lot of work it's the, these things so um yeah patreon.com smart count moment share your support in whatever way that you can and take advantage of the mailbag priority do the pick your poison where you can request some kind of a special feature and then we will do that and show the same kind of love for fanboysanonymous.com, the geek culture website about movies and TV shows and video games and comic books and superheroes and all the other kind of things on that kind of spectrum. So, I want to do more fanboy stuff for sure. And if you donate to the Patreon and take advantage of those kind of things and show your support over on that side of things, then I will be able to have the time to do that kind of stuff. So, check out fanboysanonymous.com, Patreon for that. And uh, while I'm at it, I might as well toss out the merch stuff as well. T Public and Redbubble shops for Fanboys Anonymous, Smart Helmet, MMM, and a Mango Tees. If you like any of the designs, you can get plenty of different types of products that have those designs on them. So if you really want a mask that says uh, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all" as a Yondu joke from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, I've seen one or two people pick that up recently that's there but maybe you're like yeah, I don't need it on a mask I want it on a t-shirt you can get it on a t-shirt maybe you want a sticker of something stickers are available pins buttons uh, they added like backpacks and uh, jigsaw puzzles I think the other day or something on Redbubble I haven't gone in and made it to where everything can do that it's every time that these things happen it ends up being like a big process but um, yeah go ahead and browse the catalog check it out pick up anything that you're interested in all that stuff is great One more match to talk about that might be added to the card, at least as far as I'm aware of. It seems like they purposely avoided this, so I don't think that it's happening, but it might, which is the Street Profits defending the Raw tag team titles against Andrade and Angel Garza. I would have assumed that they would have announced this on Monday Night Raw if that would be the case, but maybe they're keeping the Street Profits away for some reason, and maybe they're just dragging us out until SummerSlam.
1: we got to announce something on the bump on Sunday morning. What the hell?
0: Did the bump happen today? Do they still do that on Wednesdays?
1: Yeah, they they did. It was a like two hours about women's evolution. And then on Sunday, they'll be like, hey, guess what? We're going to do uh, Angel Garza and Andrade against the Street Profits. And for the love of God, I hope if that match does happen, Angel Garza and Andrade win the belts because they're a fantastic package. That whole thing. They don't need to be breaking them up. It, it's a good pairing, just put the tag team division on their backs and, and let them go.
0: Fully agreed. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm not even going to answer. That's how little I care about the raw tag team division. No, I'm going to refuse. I'm not, you, you can't force me to. This is the first time on these podcasts I'm going to refuse to make a prediction because it just doesn't interest me. <laughs>
0: You know, I it's weird that you're taking a strong enough stance on that. I feel like the SmackDown tag team division significantly worse.
2: Yeah, I know, but I've kind of gotten used to that. I kind of like it's just, <laughs> I think the, the, the raw side of things, like the Street Profits and Viking Raiders whole debacle thing, even though there were elements of it that were fun with the actual build up to it, then that shitty thing that happened at uh, Backlash and the stuff that's fallen out from it and the fact that the Viking Raiders are just jobbers now, it just made me just not interested. And, and yeah, you're, you're right. The Street Profits on their day can be a lot of fun. And Angel Garza and Andrade are a great tag team, but I don't really care because I don't think anything's going to come of it either way. So they'll, either the Street Profits will have the tag team titles and they'll do nothing or Angel Garza and Andrade will have the tag titles and will do
0: nothing. Yep. Oh, they'll do nothing and then eventually probably lose the titles to Cedric and Ricochet or something like that. I don't know.
1: You know what, though? You can merge. We can can merge some belts here. (laughs) I, I really like I don't see a reason for the brand division to exist right now. I don't. And you can make the argument of, yeah, but some people are getting a chance to shine. Right now, I don't see it. I don't see a lot of people shining because of the brand split. I see Braun Strowman will forever be able to say he's been a world champion. But that's about it. Like, merge the fucking shows.
2: Well, here's what I have to say to people that say merge the shows. Fix the writing first. Then you can have your shows merged. Okay. Because because essentially... The reason why the shows are shit is not because the rosters are de- disparate. It's because the writing shit and the creative direction is shit and the booking is shit. And well, if they you merge don't fix any of those. It Can't
1: they merge the shows? Like.
2: Well, it doesn't matter. Because if, if you're going to just give whoever's on whatever roster on whatever show just completely shitty direction the entire way through, then it doesn't matter how many, who's on what show, or if you're too sure shows are unified or anything along those lines, it's still going to be crap. So fix that first, then do whatever you want. As long as you can actually write and do something that's actually compelling and useful and actually makes you want to tune in every week rather than just sit there and just flick through YouTube because I feel like I have to come somewhat prepared for these things. <laughs> then, 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 yeah, NPS. then show then your boots. Do, <laughs> then show your boots, do whatever you want, merge the brand, that's fine. But until you can do that, then it doesn't matter because it's still going to be bad anyway.
0: Well, here's well, a perfect example of brands that aren't merged, but they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. Is it the second time I used that phrase on this podcast? You've really get into that cake meme,
2: haven't you? That like, everything's cake.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, well you know what? There? Let's let's sidetrack here. What's that meme? What is it? I, I keep seeing people right, saying so, everything's cake, and I don't so, actually have like the the gumption so to look it up.
2: So there's been a long history of, and it's like exploded recently, of YouTube videos where... Somebody presents something which looks like just a standard object, like a book (laughs) or a a glass of water or something like that, and then you cut into
0: it, and it's a piece of cake. So that's literally that's what they're referring to. Everything is cake. I thought that this was like some kind of a thing going around where like cake now means like everything is like shitty, where we're like, you know, like everything's like twenty twenty, everything's getting all messed up. (laughs) Like, and I was just like, why are people using cake as like a bad thing? Cake's great, you know.
1: No, yeah, that's the one good funny, thing uh if the show was cake it'd still be uh way better than anything we're gonna get maybe that's the thing with the rollins and mysterio uh, is it an actual person or are you gonna take the eye out and uh, hey look it's cake <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: now now we're on cake topics uh you got one choice uh to pick a cake to eat what, what cake you getting Calm, tell us the weird, uh, you know, fruit-based yeah. whatever kind of thing that you got. It's
2: a Belgian bun, Tony. I don't know if that counts as cake, but um, that's what I would have. Or it's either a um, Belgian bun or a fruit cake? That's my things. That uh,
0: I fruit cake. come on. No, I mean like a real like cake. cake.
2: That is a real cake.
0: No, I'm talking like real cake, like a, you know, like a sheet cake or a bundt cake or like a, I don't know, like a chocolate cake or what's a strawberry def- shortcake or something like that? What's your definition of cake? <laughs> Something that like uh is cakey. Fruit cake's like a brick.
2: Yeah, but it's it's made with the same materials as a cake is made out of. It just has a load of fruit inside of it.
0: Oh, uh, you could take flour and eggs and make a, a roux and it's not cake.
2: <laughs> I do you know, uh, th- uh, like this this current moon guide around anything can be cake, so I you, you can i cake, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, my, my cake? <laughs> the, uh, I would go with the chocolate mousse cake. And that'd probably be my one.
2: Is <laughs> that like your order? Yeah. I'll go the uh, i the chocolate mousse cake and then I will just.
1: <laughs> are, are, are we not allowed to eat cake? Oh, that's what we were doing here.
2: Not Let on the, the... job. <laughs> Let them have cake. That's that's. Uh... I'm just thinking of the cake and de- cake or death uh, cake or death skit from uh, Eddie's old stand up routine. If you haven't seen it, which I guess familiar. by, by you are just like flabbergasted for, uh, pronunciations, you need to. Is you should I would like. Definitely recommend anybody who's listening to this to just look up that skit and then just repeat it like for three hours rather than watch Extreme Rules.
0: It sounds really familiar. Cake or death? It's... Mm, cake or death? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Now I gotta I, Google Cake or death.
2: I can't exactly... I can't do it because I'm not Eddie Izzard and I'm not great, but, you know...
1: So, you just got... so we're clear, guys, Extreme Rules is this shitty that we have completely sidetracked, because, yeah... It's two. It's, it's
0: twofold. Extreme rules is not that interesting, and cake is great.
1: Cake is great.
0: So it's like you know. Of course, we're gonna you know talk about that more. I'm pretty sure mm. I've seen this cake or death thing because that sounds so familiar. I'm. I. It's about like at least ten years old, right? Oh God! It's it's
2: uh, twenty plus Much years old. I think.
0: Okay, so then yeah, I'm sure that I. I think I might have seen it in high school or something like that. But um. Anyway, uh, is cheesecake, uh, cake or pie?
1: Cake.
0: I go it's more cheese. on the cake side of things, even though it makes more sense that it would be pie. Who puts cheese on a cake?
2: I know what cheesecake is. I'm not pretending like I'm completely ignorant. To yeah, what I was gonna thing, say but... it's not like American cheese or like Swiss <laughs> no. cheese or something. I know, but like. it's just like it's cream cheese, isn't it? So it's like mm-hmm. why why who have yeah. thought putting that in some sort of thing and calling it a cake? And it's not even a cake anyway, it's got a biscuit base and everything like that. It's not a cake.
0: Hey, I'm still confused what about is. what mince meat pie is all about, because that's got no meat in it. I meat pies have meat in it. They yeah. have mince pies, but oh, they don't meat. have mince in it. They have uh, yeah.
2: like currants and stuff.
0: That's well that like if it's a meat pie and it's got meat in it, then it's like, yeah, it's meat. But like when they call it mince meat and it's like, well, there's no meat, it's just like apples and raisins and shit, then it's like, where the hell did you think that it was meat? Like I don't look at an apple uh, or like a cantaloupe or something like that and go like, ah, it's beef. (laughs) Like it's just sort of. (laughs) (laughs) People are dumb. Uh, Look at the world that uh, that is nowadays. It's proof positive of that. Proof's in the pudding. We're talking about cake, anyway. uh, The whole idea about merging brands and WWE wanting to have the cake and eat it too, despite the fact that I absolutely hate that phrase and I've used it twice now, three times on this episode. Uh, is indicative in the Raw and SmackDown women's title matches because Bayley and Sasha Banks are all over the place and they are just trying to milk that as much as possible, as well as they have had, this will be the 18th match since Bayley won the championship at Money in the Bank that Nikki Cross has had specifically with Bayley. The 18th. Now that does not include Nikki versus Sasha. Alexa versus Hashi with uh, Nikki on the sidelines or Alexa versus Bailey with Nikki on the sidelines. So there has been well over 20 something, probably 30 matches revolving around Bailey and Nikki cross over the past year. I have been over this since May or something of last year, whatever it is. I don't know when I'm blanking on my money in the bank actually was, but like, Very quickly, I got over this Nikki Cross and Bailey thing, and they have put zero effort into this Bailey title reign. This has been my least favorite title reign in so long, not because it's like, oh, well, there's not anything worse out there. There's been worse, like crappy little reigns, but they have just dragged this thing out forever. And they've put no effort into it with like trying to find new challengers or everything. They're just like, I don't do the Nikki thing again. How many times do these people have to feud? It's not going to get any better. So I have zero interest in Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Bailey retains Asuka and Sasha. That could be good. Asuka's going to retain. And they have to, at the very least. uh, I'm just going to put it out there. If they don't, they're incompetent writers. They have to have Sasha help Bailey retain, and Bailey either cost Sasha or not help Sasha it's the perfect opportunity and if they don't do it they're looking a gift horse in the mouth by Bailey and Asuka have to retain here because it's just whatever even though I'd be rather 100% down for Nikki just wins the title and they just don't do this whole Bailey and Sasha thing anymore just to get it over with but I could not care less about Bailey and Nikki Cross right now and the Asuka and Sasha thing is just like, well, wow, those are two people that could have a really good match together. It sucks that it's getting bogged down with the other crap. I know you guys don't agree, so the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Cal, because I think uh, my answer is probably already known.
2: Well, I've turned a corner on the Bailey and Sasha thing as well. I think they're great. I think everything they've done since WrestleMania has been pretty great. And yeah, I just think that Bailey has become a lot more organic and a lot more like, I don't just say it's like motivated, but it just, she feels so much more natural in this heel persona and she's really leaning into it and it's producing a lot better stuff than what it was at the start. And Sasha, I I think she's actually starting to overwhelm Sasha in terms of how in terms of how much she's bringing to the performance side of things, Sasha's been great, but Sasha's been really good for a while. And I always think that Sasha's character work has always been on a consistent, very good level, whereas Bailey started off really bad and has just shot past her in terms of it because she's just very over the top and very pronounced about it. In terms of the matches, the Oscar-Sasha Banks one is the far more interesting in terms of the visual spectacle because those are two of the best women's workers on the entire roster. They're going to put on a, a good performance. And I think Sasha won't try and, like. well, obviously will try and make the most of this opportunity. And the Bailey nikki Cross thing, it can still be fun because Nikki Cross in singles matches is, is fun. But as Tony says, it's been seen and done too many times already to really develop any kind of real interest or attachment in the actual match itself. Even if I have found Bailey's character work a bit more compelling, it doesn't mean that, I really care about this match because the result is a pretty much a foregone conclusion. And it's just the issue with the fact that both Bailey and Sasha have the tag team titles and, uh, well, what they're both chasing off the different women's titles is just the, it, it's indicative of two things. One, why would you merge the women's divisions when clearly you don't have enough, you don't have enough space on two shows to actually get anyone else over anyway. So, I don't, I don't see what the um, benefit of that would be. If, you, if you're if you already in the situation where you have to put four of the women on SmackDown in a karaoke contest because you Oof. can't seem to come up with any kind of compelling feud for any of them at this point in time outside of it. How um,
1: embarrassing was that? How fucking <laughs> embarrassing was that?
2: Yeah, it's, um, but then it's also just... It's that issue, and then it's also the fact that because of the them holding the team tiles, it means that we've seen... Bailey and Nikki Cross, not um, Bailey and Nikki Cross in different forms because Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are one of the only tag teams in the women's division, and Bailey and Sasha Banks are one of the only tag teams in the women's division. So obviously, they're going to be fighting each other constantly. So I don't think that there's that much to look forward to in that match, other than, well, just Bailey will end up retaining. And I think Tony's I- idea is right that you should have some sort of incident which costs. Uh, where Sasha Banks is cost of the match due to Bailey getting the interference wrong, where Sasha gets it right, and that can be- drive the wedge between them heading into Summerslam. I would go one step further on that in terms of the Sasha and Oscar match, is that Oscar should retain and then immediately get attacked by Shayna Baszler, and that sets you up for Summerslam for the Raw side of things.
1: I don't think uh, that the latter will happen, but I'll start with uh, Bailey. Bailey, I was very hard on Bailey when she turned heel. I was not a fan of it for a long time, Bailey has flourished without an audience. The fact that it's just her and Sasha going out there and messing with Michael Cole and, you know, maybe some of the NXT people around the ring and that she doesn't have to play to a crowd has really helped Bailey from a character perspective.
0: Well, because they they don't have to deal with the idea that the crowd would be silent.
1: No, the crowd wouldn't be silent. The crowd would be trying to get themselves over with some dumbass chant, and then they'd have to play into that. Um But I really enjoy Bailey right now as a character. That being said, especially in this match with Nikki Cross, I have zero interest once the bell rings, so Bailey should win because Nikki's fun, but I don't care. I don't care about Nikki Cross right now. And Bailey needs to retain this title. Sasha Banks is the greatest woman's wrestler, in my opinion, going today. And her match with Asuka should tear the fucking roof off the performance center. But I have to agree with you guys and say that she ultimately doesn't get by Asuka, unless they just want to just completely rub it in people's faces that, like, the four horsewomen in some way, shape, or form have to be on top at all times. I don't see Sasha winning this one. I do see Bayley inadvertently costing Sasha this match just so they can start to go on the road to SummerSlam because we have to get this match in the ring at some point, Bayley and Sasha. But as far as Callum's idea for Shannon Baszler attacking Asuka, I'm going to say no, but that happens the next night on Raw after Asuka successfully beats Kyrie Sane. Shayna Baszler runs through Kyrie. that's her send-off, and then also beats up Asuka in the process.
0: I'll go uh, an extra step further, too. I think that we are not getting Bayley versus Sasha at SummerSlam. I don't think that Bayley is even defending her title at SummerSlam. I think no, that okay. they're going to do Bayley and Sasha against Liv Morgan and Ruby Riott at SummerSlam.
2: You mean no. Bianca Belair and Ruby Riot? Yeah, SummerSlam. I was like,
0: no, that was just a, well, we still don't have Liv Morgan type thing, and who cares? You're not going to remember next week, you'll forgive us, that kind of thing.
2: Well, I think it, I think there's a possibility that it could be a tag team title match, because obviously they do need to drop the tag titles before they can feud over the SmackDown Women's title. So this could be just the start of driving the wedge into it, and then they drop the tag titles at SummerSlam. It will probably be in some sort of four-team match, I'd think, though. Like you can you can have Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan in it, and then they, you have to have the Iconics in it, and then you'll have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, because of course you will. And that will be the match instead, because, I mean, it doesn't matter anyway. No, Nobody's really going to care about that match a great deal anyway, but you might as well try and get more people on the show if you can afford to do so.
1: You know how I said merge the women's divisions? Can we, like, disregard the women's tag team titles? Because they only... For me, I only get a sense of enjoyment when Sasha and Bailey have them. And they're actually wrestling competent teams like the uh, Kabuki Warriors. And I'll even say that uh, the Tegan nox Blackheart match is good. But, like, if you're not going to put emphasis on women's tag teams, get rid of the belts.
0: Well, I am... Um totally up with the idea of just kind of getting rid of some things here and there (laughs) like uh you know just we don't have to have this many these many hours of tv and whatever and you know anyway uh i hate to go from one thing that i'm ranting about to another thing that i'm ranting about but let's do that uh i mean where else can you go in this car (laughs) (laughs) well i have positive things to say about two matches that we haven't talked about yet. And I have one split decision about a, a different one, but let me get the, the bad thing out of the way right now. This eye for an eye match.
1: I wanted this to be the last thing we talked about because this is, is so much fun to me. This is fun. What the fuck? What are we doing?
0: I hate How everything did... about this, basically. How did we
1: get here, guys?
0: I
2: hate Well, they that a, a clever idea of Seth Rollins driving Mysterio's eye into an announce table, or not announce table, into the ring steps, and then let this their imagination ran run wild. The yeah, some some guy probably high on something in the in the, in the uh, writers' room said, "How about we do a match where one of them has to take their eyes out?" And then Vince laughed and thought, "Huh," <laughs> just had a like had had an attack of what he probably assumes is genius, what most people would just acute to like madness or. Something to that effect. Biting
0: off of uh, AEW from a few months ago?
1: (laughs) No, because uh, that that was just like, oh, it's an eye for an eye because Moxley had done something where he injured Santana's eye. They didn't literally say, Moxley is going to take his hand and pluck out the eyeball of Santana. What the fuck is this?
0: Well, that's because that's WWE going, see how much better we are? We're actually going to give you that. And we're going to do a CGI thing. And the CGI is going to be awful. There is no way that this is going to... Here, Alright, here's multiple levels to unpack on here. For number one, technically speaking, the idea with this feud leading to a quote-unquote eye-for-an-eye match makes sense. Explaining okay. that the eye-for-an-eye eye thing means that you're going to rip the eyeball out <laughs> That's a different story, because this could have been a match of the winner is the person who pokes the other person's eye out, the way that they did it in AEW, which would make sense. And it would still be pretty stupid, but at least it would be like, well, okay, Rey Mysterio got his eye messed up, and he wants to poke Seth Rollins' eye. Okay. I'll bite on that. When you start throwing in the whole, like, they're going to pluck the eyeball out of this other one's socket and whatever, I'm like... Is this going to be some Kill Bill bullshit where they're going to try to pretend like uh, they actually ripped it out and that there's like, you know, the little uh, uh, nerve endings coming out of there or whatever. And then that they're going to somehow try to act as if that could ever be realistic, like. I know we're talking about WWE. We're talking about a a place that The Undertaker was burned alive and he ascended to the heavens and lightning falls down from the the whatever. And like, sure. Okay, whatever. But like, if you mean to tell me that these non-mystical characters like Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins, that one of them is going to have their eyeball plucked out and that that is going to ever Amount to anything other than, well, they're done for the rest of their career and they never come back again, and that's it. And they always have to have an an eye patch on if they're walking around anywhere and forever. They will always reference this. And when they go into the Hall of Fame, they still have an eye patch and they're like, yeah, remember how I lost my eyesight because I lost my fucking eyeball? (laughs) This is so beyond stupid. And there's levels of like embarrassment when it comes to something like the Money in the Bank match. Where that match was just this like slapstick, silly nonsense crap that I was just like, God, if I was watching this with Caroline and we weren't like already having dated for years and whatever like that, I would be embarrassed. And I'd go, I I promise I don't like this, you know, (laughs) and then for something like this, like if somebody watches WWE and they see what's most likely going to be the end result of this and they go like, so what do you do for a living? Like, it's hard for me to be like, oh, I write about WWE and I do this and I do that. Cause then if they would be like, did you see that eye for an eye match? And I'll be like, I don't think it's real. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's just kind of like, I hate this feud on so many different variables because I've hated the Carrillo and Alistair Black inclusion. I've hated that Austin Theory just disappeared. I don't know if this is about like speaking out or if it's about COVID or if it's about something else. I've hated the whole, every week it's just like, we're having somebody attack somebody, then we have a tag team match, and then it turns into, I'm going to get your eye. Ah, I did not get you next week. Kevin Owens is a part of this now, and that's just not really doing anything for me, despite the fact that Kevin Owens is awesome and one of my favorite people that's on the roster. I can't see either of these people winning this match and having it work out in any fashion. I don't think it's going to lead anywhere. I don't think it's going to do anything good for anybody. I don't want to see eye patch Seth Rollins. I don't want to see Rey Mysterio with no eyes. I don't want Dominic to be like, oh, I screwed over my father and that's, uh, you know, I saw the light. I
1: I want Dominic to take his father's eye. If we're going to go here, let's just fucking go all the way. Dominic needs to pluck his father's eyeball out and say, Eddie's my father anyway. And throw his (laughs) eye. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, it'd be great if he's like you know everybody used to tell me that uh, when I was a kid they'd go he has your eyes well I have Eddie's eyes and now I've got your eye like yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what we fucking need uh, to do
0: okay if they do that if they go that far then I'll love it but god I hate this so much Seth Rollins wins
1: <laughs> Gallum? What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Add to this. This is ridiculous.
2: How did we get it? here? <laughs> well, well, I mean, to be fair, it's like it's I think we've mentioned, the fact, it made sense from a storyline perspective. I mean, if your entire feud is built around the fact that you're trying to attack the other guy's eye and trying to take it out, then of course you're going to have a match at the end of it where the objective is to take somebody's eye out. It doesn't make it any less ridiculous, the concepts, and you can't actually do it because... Nobody, I don't care how big a contract they're on, is going to willingly have their eyeball <laughs> removed in this thing. So not even you know, Vader. At the, at the, well, you know, at the very end of it, like, there's probably going to be something like whoever loses, whoever many months from now, they'll make some sort of bullshit story about how they got some sort of bionic eye put in, oh. and so, and so, oh, they can actually see through that eye now, and it's like it's almost like it was humor or anything like that. Maybe it gives them superpowers; so they can see wrestlers coming from like. two minutes earlier or whatever and stuff like that, so they can avoid moves and stuff. You get spider sense or whatever.
0: It's going to be, Seth Rollins is uh, doing the whole, like, I've you know, now I once was blind, but now I see, and he'll be like, and I can see into the future, and he's got future telling powers, and he's been the hacker this whole time.
2: Yeah, he develops that, he gets that bionic eye put in, and then basically everybody he sees is just Sarah Connor or (laughs) something to that effect. I don't
1: know.
2: I mean you might as well I mean it's not it's not gonna be any more ridiculous than the whole match itself is gonna be what I mean it's gonna be a cinematic match which has always been uh, like a hit in certain cases and then very very big misses pretty much since the few hits they've done and so it's probably gonna be terrible CGI is gonna be terrible if anything if anything is to go by I don't know how it's really gonna work in great detail but We'll wait and see if they can somehow make it look gruesome or somewhat. I mean, it's how can you make it realistic? You know, it's not realistic, but, you know, it's like that sort of thing. I, I'm actually, the one thing is that I'm actually quite intrigued and unsure about the result of this match, probably more than anything else on the card. Because there are reasons why both these two could be taken out of television. One being that... And I don't know if the situation has changed that Mysterio is not working with a contract right now. Right. So he could leave WWE pretty much at any time because when they originally signed him, I think they brought him on for like two, two and a half year thing, and that's up. So he this could be a send-off, and we see him next in, popping up in AEW or AAA or something to that effect.
1: Well, guess or- what, motherfucker? You're not going with, it. You're not going with your eye because we're taking your eye. Like... <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then the first thing Mysterio does when he tears up at AEW is just stare right down the camera and just say, I didn't take it out because I'm not dumb. <laughs> and then, and then, or the other thing is that Seth Rollins will probably take paternity leave at some point in the next few months. So it may not be like immediately after this show. They might have some other plans for him, but they don't really seem to be doing anything. They're just treading water with this feud. So maybe they decide, okay, we'll just take Rollins' eye out. We'll have eye patch Rollins when he comes back. or will put his bionic eye in. And then they'll take take him out of the take him out of this so he can be with Becky for however, however many months they've got like together during like paternity or maternity leave, and then you and then you come back and hopefully everyone's forgotten about all this.
0: Ah, uh, I have a couple notes still because <laughs> this match <laughs> is just ridiculous. Oh, I haven't even said my prediction. I think I think Mysterio going to win this one. Uh, they are very adamant that they do not like blood. How are you going to have somebody's eye get ripped out and not have blood? Have it laser removed. For fuck's sake, (laughs) what are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. If they had the cinematic match and then they just come across one of these like surgical laser eye surgery type things, and then that's what they do, that'd be so amazing. Another way (laughs) that I think that this would be great, because he's made a career out of doing this move. Is if they just actually still have Ric Flair behind the scenes, even though the Orton and Big Show isn't happening here. And Ric Flair just comes out and just does an eye gouge, and that's the end of the match. It's just kind of like rakes the eye, and it's like, ah, fuck. And they're like, all
2: right, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah. well, what if they've actually paid one of these guys enough money, <laughs> hear me out, to so do the Vader spot? Yeah.
1: I don't know if there's enough money in the world in a time of a pandemic to go. All right, well, we'll retach your eye, but like, you wanna you wanna go and make this a shoot?
0: See, this is also leading into they had the inspiration of Vader with the eye. They want to get the inspiration of McFoley with the ear, and they want to build up. This is you start off with the eyes and you end up doing a see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil match.
1: One you you lose your eye,
0: one you lose your ear, and one you lose your vocal cords.
2: (laughs) Can we do that with Seth Rollins? I'd be appreciate that at
1: this point. I have to imagine that this is going to end with Eyepatch Rollins because somebody, probably Vince, just is tickled. By the idea of Rollins, who thinks he's Jesus, wearing an eye patch. And he goes away on maternity leave, says he got, you know, surgery to get an eye put in. And we all laugh about it like it never happened because fans are back in the arenas and we're good.
0: Can they see the same doctor that delivered the hand? <laughs>
1: I, I want them to see the same doctor that took Jeff Hardy's piss test, Doctor Kirshenbaum? Yeah, fucking Ligma.
0: I could see them having Dominic turn on Mysterio and having Rollins be like, you know, I corrupted Dominic and do that kind of thing. Uh, I I don't know. This just oh crap! I just thought of another. Way. I apologize for this in advance. If Ray Mysterio loses his uh his eye. Can they change his uh, finisher to 6 one eye?
1: This has been another smart moment. <laughs> What the fuck? What the... Why don't go to the
2: whole hog? Why don't I just change it from the six one nine to the where's my eye instead? <laughs> 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 Ooyaka, booyaka. What? Where's, oh, where's my <laughs> eye? a Kabaka on the table somewhere or something.
0: <laughs> Ray is missed like... eye, Rio.
2: <laughs> What's the point? Like Maybe maybe we've read it all wrong, because I think that someone who made a comment in the Megamaniacs a little while ago that it's surely if you lose the eye, it should just be Seth Rollins instead of Seth Rollins. <laughs> or Ray Mysterio. <laughs> well, there
0: oh you go. my god, this, this thing is just... At the end of this year, you know, when we get to the Markout Moment Awards for 2020,
2: I... It still won't beat Randy Orton and uh, Edge for the worst match of the year for them. They they could do anything in this one. It's not going to win that
0: one. I got a feeling that when we're recording those uh, awards at the end of the year, we're going to have so much to talk about that we might have to do, like, three days worth of recording. Just to be like... But just like just to get stuff out of the way because we'll be talking about just like bad angles and we'll be talking about these like all these things that are going along and it'll be like all right well uh normally it's like a two-day recording like a five-hour type of show or something like that and it'll be like some 10-hour edition and we'll just be like we got to talk about this still like you know should what an own category for this one so like best and worst body part
2: removal of the year award <sighs> Worst is like Seth Rollins or Rey Mysterio's eye coming out. Best <laughs> is fixing Charlotte's implants.
1: So <laughs> So like let's let's talk about this for real. For so we know Seth Rollins is a devious man. We know that he's gone after the eye of Rey Mysterio. So you think he'd have an advantage here, but we also know based on current circumstances that he's not very good at pulling out. So so where does that leave us? Oh, God.
0: This match is just like, I'm going to go Rollins. uh, And I'm going to say that by the time the post-show comes around, I'm going to throw my hands up at this whole thing and just go, I I don't know. I don't know.
2: What are your picks? I'll stick with Mysterio for now.
1: I'm going it's
0: gotta be Ray. Um let's talk about the other cinematic match. Uh this one's no, not I
2: don't. I don't want to
0: <laughs> make it stop, Tony, please. This one's not for the championship. The universal title is not on the line. It is Bray Wyatt against Braun Strowman in a Wyatt Swamp Fight.
2: What? This isn't for the Universal <laughs> Championship, but what's the fucking point? Oh, you didn't know that? I, I don't. I just assumed. Like I've just like now like just. Out, I, I just it, glossed so over it on extra. I just glossed over it on the Wikipedia page, or whatever, and just like just forget forgot to mention or forgot to just. My eyes just couldn't believe that it wasn't for the Universal Championship. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why is there even the point of this happening?
0: I'll tell you, because Bray Wyatt wins, and then they can go. He won. He's the number one contender. We're doing that match for the third time
1: at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, and then he fights the Fiend at SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, but
2: yep. that's, the, that's the reason why he's going to lose this match, because he loses his sweater, Bray Wyatt. He loses old Bray Wyatt, so he has to be the fiend to beat, Bray, to beat Braun Strowman at SummerSlam.
0: I don't think that's Strowman's that dropping that title, though.
2: Well, no, that's... Well, I, I think that that's just a ruse to maybe make people think that Bray Wyatt's going to win, or they just forgot that he's the universal champion and didn't put it into the match itself.
0: Well, there's also the possibility that nobody wins because this is being billed a Wyatt Swamp fight, not a Wyatt Swamp fight match, or you know, any of that kind of stuff. They might not have an actual, like, referee, there might not be a pinfall, any of that. It might just be the two of them do things to each other, and then it ends. Like, How do you, you know when it's them?
1: over? How do you know when it's over?
0: They just switch over to Michael Cole and Corey Graves, and they're like, wow, that was, that was something, alright, now we're gonna move on to uh, Sheamus, versus Jeff Hardy, or, you know what I mean? Like, so,
2: Tony, trust me, we got the matches Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt fight in a swamp. Nobody wins.
1: <laughs> I can think of a way we win. Otis comes out of the swamp. <laughs>
0: and he goes out uh, the way that he did with the pool and the uh, and <laughs> yeah. Comes out
1: of the swamp. I can't cash in. And, and there we go. We get Otis as champion. Never mind Wyatt. Never mind Strowman because it's all Otis, baby. 2020.
0: Well, it's become Swamp Thing. (laughs) What am I talking
2: about? I'm more curious about how this one's going to go. So it's a Wyatt Swamp Fight. So they've done matches in the compound, and they've done matches in that House of Horrors with Bray Wyatt in the cinematic style. We haven't really seen a Swamp Fight yet. So I imagine there's going to be a lot of water... I imagine there's going to be some of these, like holding heads under the water spots for a little while. They're going to be rolling about in moss and things like that, or some shit. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, you know, it's maybe this one's going to be a bit more visually interesting than the eye for an eye match, which probably just could be a standard match with cinematic elements put into it. But this is just so uninteresting. The Braun Strowman title reign. I mean, say we went about Bailey's. Rain, but Braun Strowman title reign has been the absolute shit. I
1: agree.
2: Absolutely terrible, and it's it's not. I don't think it's even like mostly his fault or anything like that. It's the fact that his first feud was with Bray Wyatt, who had to like go out of it in the middle. So he got this awful shitty Miz and Morrison interlude, okay, okay. which nobody thought that they were ever going to win, and they never won any matches anyway. So why would they even be fighting for the? Uh, Universal Championship, and then you have to go back to Wyatt again, but it's not the themed, which a lot of people seem to like they're going back to the old Bray Wyatt, because that was successful
1: I like this Wyatt the most, but I know I'm in the minority uh i want this to be good you know what i mean like we don't go into these things wanting right. them to be bad
0: you i gotta want watch them to so it's good. like you know same with any movie or something like that it's like i don't want to watch a bad movie i don't want to watch a bad match i don't want to watch a bad seven hour pay-per-view or how long are these now i don't know they feel like they're like a week So
1: I, outside of uh edge and randy orton these have actually been ending pre-10 o'clock and i've enjoyed that hmm. um I don't know, like, I want it to be good, but look at what we're talking about. It's a Wyatt Swamp fight, which means, think of all the Divas pudding fights, and we're going to add two round guys and they're gonna add, <laughs> yeah. add cinematic elements to that like i, I what you don't... think they're just
2: gonna cover a bullet uh, like a, a paddling pool in moss or whatever or something like that
1: you don't fucking know you tell me how much do they have actually have access to they did the last ladder match in their fucking headquarters what do they really have access to here
0: that would be, be hilarious if they get a kiddie pool <laughs> and they just like put some like uh, some leaves <laughs> <laughs> they're just like there you go that's good enough that's, that's all it owns at this point
2: I just want to see how they damage or destroy Braun Strowman's pickup truck in this fight at some point
1: <laughs> I maybe we get some cool callbacks to stuff maybe you know Eric Rowan now he'll be out of the contract by Saturday so I guess Eric Rowan can't be one of the people who shows up unless they filmed it while he was still in the contract
0: Right, but I don't think that they're going to do that because then that kind of invites the idea of well, where's Luke Harper? And he's certainly not going to pop up. Oh, they
1: don't give. A, they don't give a fuck. They've shot all the vignettes without showing Harper once, but they showed Rowan.
0: Did they not they, show the group of the four?
1: They not. They did not show the group of the four. Huh?
2: Have they had any actual like characters in the past that have been swap monsters? But you can't get locked, you can't get Loch Ness obviously because he's not around anymore. But
1: we can get
2: Mantar. Uh... It's Mantar? they're not, in a, <laughs> they're not in a labyrinth.
0: Fuck it, Callum. That would be even better because oh, yeah, we'll there's get the, no we'll get reason. The turn up as well. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great to just be like mantar's here and then they're like wait a minute why would he wait be in a swamp and they're like because he's mantar i don't fucking know like and then you get some future episode of uh something to wrestle and Conrad's like no no chat me up uh why was mantar in there and then he's just kind of like fuck you i don't care <laughs> Like, you know, goddamn, really god damn get the boogeyman to appear or
1: something he might be a good one um Maybe the ghost of Sister Abigail? Wasn't her compound burned down and her ashes burned down in the White Swamp? Maybe we get the ghost of Sister Abigail.
0: Is uh, Skinner still alive? Uh, he is!
1: Oh, we're gonna get a Skinner here
0: Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of hoping that they... Because this is gonna be probably awful... Uh, I haven't liked any of these cinematic matches except for the Boneyard match. And to be perfectly honest, rewatching the Boneyard match, I didn't like it as much. So they're not really batting a thousand with this. And I'm assuming that this is going to be crap. But if they have a fake alligator and Skinner pops up and wrangles it, best match of the year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe they get that the um the swamp thing from uh South Pole Regional Wrestling to appear in this one.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> Give us Chad
0: Mr. Too bad. McElroy. <laughs> What's the name of uh Fandango's character in that again? Oh he's he's one of the commentators, but I can't remember. Yeah, he's the
1: commentator that's crying over Renee.
0: He was like easily one of my favourite parts of the whole thing.
2: Fandango's awesome. Oh the commentary the commentary team was the best part of that thing, just Lance the catamaran and with John Cena, and I'll get again. Yeah, I can't remember. It's like remember Chuck the other.
1: something, yeah. I thought it was Chet. Chet,
0: oh, wait, it might have been Chet, yeah. Uh, well, whatever it was, it was great. Yeah. Uh, could we watch that instead? Just do a marathon of uh, South
2: Pole
1: Region <laughs> Wrestling rather
2: than yeah. <laughs> watch Extreme Rules?
1: We can if you donate to the Pick Your Poison tier on Patreon.
0: That's true, pick your poison.
1: Uh,
0: it, I Think that there's a possibility that Strowman does some kind of lake of reincarnation type crap, and he ends up coming out as a heel. Um I'm actually worried that that might be the case that they might have like Wyatt turns Strowman heel, and Wyatt's his uh manager, and that they get like Roman Reigns to come back and beat Braun Strowman. Yes, I, don't beat that, him in I don't think I don't think that's going to be the case, but uh, like that's something that I'm like, ah, oh, I really hope that that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, this is just uh. Oh.
2: We're missing opportunity here. They're fighting in a swamp. Make it a triple threat: Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and Shrek.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, the Shrek yeah. crossovers we could do here.
2: Yeah, that, I mean that would that would definitely get viewers tuning in if Shrek became the Universal Champion. If they decide to make this a title match as well.
0: Then you got it too confusing though, because Shrek is an all-star, not a superstar. So, oh
1: yeah. Jesus Christ! Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, well, this is my podcast. Now. Uh, I, was, I went
2: Shrek in the I went Shrek in the Universal Championship picture.
0: If this starts uh, devolving even more so like that, I wouldn't be shocked. The way that 2020 has been going, if we get Summer Shrek instead of Summer Slam, I'll just be like, that's that's 2020. Just whatever, just do it. Just put the bullet in my head. <laughs> just do it. Um. If we get anything other than Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman at SummerSlam, I'll be shocked at this point, and it, I don't think that they we're actually going to have a winner for this. I think it's just literally going to end, and just be like, oh god, that was awful. I don't know how we're going to come out of that, but we have to move on here, and we're going to talk about Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza next, or something.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. What was that thing that came out of the dumpster last month? With the
0: Street Prophets and the Viking Raiders, will that thing be in the swamp? Oh god, had... I have to I have to add that down to my extra characters, uh, thing.
2: In in terms of like after we've gone through like this these many rabbit holes, I think that the actual match is gonna end with Strowman. I don't I don't know if you pin them in the swamp fight or just lay out Bray Wyatt, but he's gonna lay out the the Bayou Brain Bray Wyatt, and then either the light's gonna go out or it's gonna go dark, and then it the fiend is gonna Lay out Braun Strowman, and that sets you off for SummerSlam.
1: I'm going to go with... Strowman thinks it's over because he's thrown Wyatt in the swamp. And out comes the Fiend, and the Fiend chokes him out. And Braun Strowman kind of slinks into the swamp, and we just cut away and find out what happens on SmackDown.
0: Can we get uh, that they think that they've killed him uh, off and whatever like that, and then we get like the shot of his hand popping up or whatever like that and then he comes back as super uh Bray Wyatt, like super shredder and it's just uh it's actually Kevin Nash
1: instead of Bray Wyatt.
0: <laughs> Turtles just now I want to watch T uh Ninja Turtles instead. Can we just do that? Can like can you pick your boys in and do the uh that we can do Secret of the Ooze fan tracks. I can watch that instead.
1: I'm down for it.
0: Oh, man. Um, And then maybe, who knows, maybe we'll get Husky Harris will be the next match instead of The Fiend, and we'll get that kind of set up. Husky Harris versus Braun Strowman. We haven't gotten that yet, so bring that back. Anyway, we still have two more matches. Oh, I've got it. His finisher should be the Shrek Breaker. Instead of the
2: yeah. net breaker, <laughs> the <truck. laughs>
1: I'm just booking this all in my head now. <laughs> get, you
0: out carry on. My, get out of my swamp. I'm, I'm trying not to say something about Donkey Punch, but <laughs> 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 we're gonna leave it at that. Uh, we also have the United States Championship on the line here. It is Apollo Cruz against MVP. Uh, Apollo Cruz is still. I'm assuming holding that old championship because he hasn't been on Raw for the past two weeks. And MVP has had the new United States title, which we've talked about already. Although, actually, Callum, I don't think I got your opinions about this. Uh, what do you think about that US title?
2: I mean, it's fine. I'm not like. I guess the, the, the big benefit of the new title is that it's not the old one. And that's not even a real knock on the design of the old one. It's just been around for too long but I don't really have too much affinity towards it beyond that. I don't no. like the fact that it says that, like the big letters United States on it. It just feels too gaudy. The United States throws you off more than the champion? I mean, I mean, it all kind of does, but I can kind of understand the champion side of things it because it's meant to be a big deal. It's just all of it seems like, I don't know why it needs to have so many letters, like, like the whole front of, the, of it just have so many letters on it it's only bulk, big bold letters whereas the united states title nowadays it just has the big american emblem and the like the wording in the actual like just a small part of it i don't think it needs to be so pronounced
0: more and more i'm seeing like the manipulations of like the blue on the top and all that and it's making me really make them think uh or make that's ah, making me think that they really should have thought that over and and added that but i do like it and uh, they still have not 100% clarified this, but it seems like that's the case. Even if Apollo Cruz were to win, he would most likely take that championship instead. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. that they put I some kind imagine. of a tweet out there about that. They might have said something like, you know, the winner comes, walks away with this. But they kind of, its they're in a weird position right now because it's like MVP had this belt made, kayfabe. And you would think that that would mean Apollo Crews is not entitled to just be like mine now and just grab it, but it's wrestling. I mean, we're talking about how somebody's eyeballs got to get plucked out and then people are going to fight in a swamp. So it's like, it's not as uh, unbelievable that Apollo Crews could retain the title here and just grab that belt and go, you know, I, I like this. I'm going to use it now. And that might even set up Bobby Lashley for uh, SummerSlam. It might be like, hey, Lashley, win that title back for me. I, I had that belt commissioned. So that's where I think that they're going to go here. But if MVP were to win and just carry that belt, it makes sense too. So
1: I'm not opposed to MVP winning. I like MVP a lot. I just I think that it has to go to Apollo because otherwise he just looks like a chump. But that's not totally out of the realm of possibility either. But I'm going to go with Apollo, just play it safe. But if MVP wins, I'm good with it.
2: I would find it really hilarious if Apollo Crews wins, he gets possession of both belts, he just looks at the new one and goes, nah, and just drops it <laughs> in <bin> or something. <laughs> and then like, you might had all this fanfare about the new title and it's apparently been in development since like early September. this year or whatever, or yeah, even uh, like before this year. And they just go, eh, we'll just stick with the old one instead. But <laughs> I think Apollo is going to win. He's going to... For some some reason, he would take possession of both belts, or MVP will keep the old one, and then he'll just set Lashley on Apollo, and then when Lashley wins, he takes the title instead. I think the long term is that Lashley becomes the United States champion at SummerSlam, just Good how job. that happens.
0: yeah. For that matter, I also think that there's a possibility that if we're booking so far in advance and stuff, that Apollo still might join MVP's crew, and... Maybe down the line we get MVP and Apollo Crews or the Tag Team Champions or something like that.
2: Well, I think they're they're teasing that Cedric Alexander is going to be the
0: next member, aren't they? They are, but I think yeah. that, that might just be, you know, something to do. I don't think that they're going to split up the Ricochet Tag Team. I think that they kind of like that for some reason. Because they're
2: so over and, like, doing such great things at the moment.
0: Oh, then again, look at the crowd reaction everybody's getting. <laughs> well, it's good when you pay your fans.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's really weird when you see I've been noticing it a lot more lately where it's like uh, like Rick Boogs is wearing like a Seth Rollins shirt and he's like booing Seth Rollins and stuff. Oh, uh, shirts
1: sure, It's a shirt. Sorry.
0: He's just uh, he sees the light. He just doesn't want to look at it. You're not supposed to look directly at it. Might lose an eye that way. Might lose an
1: eye, yeah. Eye, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, imagine if that's how that match ends. <laughs> they just like look towards the lights and they're like ah fuck then <laughs> it's like referee's like oh ring the bell
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a match where they fight outside and whoever manages to point their opponent's head at the sun long enough loses the <laughs> yeah.
0: or uh they sit a little too close to a tv <laughs> god or somebody just uh drops a thing of scrabble and he's like i lost my eye <laughs> I'm just looking forward to the situation where
2: um, Ronald's new, new new baby is born, and he says, "Oh, you have your father's eye."
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, one more match to talk about here. Uh, Wait, just we
1: save Ziggler and McIntyre for the end. Yep. That seems silly. Uh,
0: that match, we don't know what the stipulation is. I, I like we... your suggestion,
2: even though I, obviously I'm not the biggest fan of Ziggler, but this, this, what I think I've heard
0: the suggestion going around, of like, the stipulation is a Dolph Ziggler wins the match match. <laughs> right, That you know, as much as that's like, well, you gotta be kidding me, what, Like, I would be like, you know what, it would make sense, like, he's, you know, we never did this before, we've never had a match where somebody wins by default, and... Uh, you know, screw you, you gave me the option of picking the stipulation, the stipulation is as soon as the bell rings, I'm declared the winner <laughs> like, you know, and then just it's just like, alright, the following contest is scheduled for I don't know what, and it is for the WWE Championship, ring the bell ding ding ding, ding ding ding, the winner of your match is Dolph Ziggler I'm here to show that, like, you know whatever, but they did say before, this is a match that's never happened in WWE before and for some reason, and this is one of those things that makes me go, my God, no wonder WWE thinks that we're stupid. is because so many people are. It was a tweet that was out there. I don't know if it was WWE that had tweeted it or if it was like uh, you know, like another website, like, you know, fightful wrestling inc, whatever it was. Somebody saying, What do you think that the stipulation is going to be? And more responses than anything, I was seeing, oh, it's very clearly a TLC match. I'm like, there's a freaking pay-per-view named TLC. What do you mean we've never seen this before and that's your suggestion? <laughs> Come on, so, people. Don't be that stupid. You know? Now, WWE might renege on this and they might be like, oh, we've never seen it before. It's a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the first time ever at Extreme Rules or some kind of crap like that. But like,
1: featuring Dolph Ziggler at... Yeah, for the first time ever, Dolph Ziggler
0: is challenging Drew McIntyre in a TLC match for the championship at Extreme Rules in July. Uh, but like... If they're going for a match that that's never happened before, you can't just go, It's the last man standing. Oh, it's, you know, a street fight or whatever. But I'm assuming this is going to be something that is so lame that they haven't said what it is because they don't want people to know. That it's like, it's better to have a mystery going in and for people to be like, I'll tune in because I want to know. And then to disappoint them and ask for forgiveness afterward just because you got them to tune in, than it is to tell them it's a blah, 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 and have people go, I don't want to see that. Because I'm expecting this to be a normal no-DQ match that they give a different name to. Like, it is a best friends brawl, and we used to be best friends, we're going to fight. Or it's a uh, show-off showcase match, or, you know, whatever, and it's just like, uh, anything goes. I don't think it's going to be anything innovative. I don't think it's going to be anything really all that great. The match could be. So I'll save that for a little bit. But as far as stipulation goes, where do you guys uh, think where they're heading?
1: I think it's going to be a Dolph Cathalon where Drew McIntyre has to try to maintain being over and being champion while going through all of the gimmicks that Dolph Ziggler has had. So he's got to be Kerwin White's caddy. He's got to be a member of the Spirit Squad. He's got to go around introducing himself to everybody. It's just a cinematic segment of Drew McIntyre having to be Dolph Ziggler. And then he's so exhausted that by the time he gets to the ring, Ziggler can just small package. One, two, three. Um, I
2: think they're going to be fighting in a uh, an ear for an ear match. <laughs> Instead, just to... Uh... I'm
1: here to show the world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, if Ziggler was in any way competent, and I'm not saying that he should be, because I think he should be incompetent and overconfident, and so he'll come up with a stipulation that Drew McIntyre can obviously overcome. And But realistically, the gimmick should be a Drew McIntyre's arms and legs are tied together match, or a Drew McIntyre can't move and le- or he's fired match. Or Drew McIntyre has to wrestle the entire match on his back match, <laughs> that sort of, that sort of stipulation. But realistically, I think it's going to be some kind of Drew McIntyre has to get a five count or a ten count or something like that. Some something where the odds are stacked against Drew McIntyre and he has to lay down, lay out Dolph Ziggler for a long time or. Maybe it's going to be some sort of thing where Dolph Ziggler doesn't even announce stipulation until the match is happening, and then when he loses by pinfall, he changes the stipulation, and then when he loses by submission, he changes the stipulation, that sort of thing. I think they did that thing with um, uh, Lance Storm and Mike Awesome from a WCW show. And obviously, when you're looking for really great ideas, you look at WCW in the year 2000.
0: So I could see them going with that. (laughs) Kind of like, so he gets pinned and then he's like, this match has no pinfalls. Yeah, exactly. And then he taps out. This match is also no submissions. Yeah,
2: I think the way they did it in WCW was that they had Awesome just beat Storm repeatedly by pinfall, but then they said it had to be a five count instead. And then he beat him by submission. It said submissions don't count and there's no DQs or anything along those lines. So I think that that will be the case. And then we'll just come up with a... Well, whatever the match ends up being, and no DQ, no count out, five counts only, but you have to get to your feet on a count of ten, that sort of, just this, all this bullshit to try and get Ziggler to win, and then McIntyre somehow walks away with the belt anyway.
0: Yeah, none of us are thinking that Ziggler wins, right? No. What the, Tony,
1: come on, we've talked about a lot lot of ridiculous things, but I believe that... (laughs) Rollins or Mysterio will legitimately have an eye pulse in their head before I believe Dolph Ziggler will actually become WWE Champion.
2: Yeah, Shrek will interfere in that swamp fight before
0: (laughs) Dolph Ziggler becomes
1: WWE WWE Champion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Drew McIntyre is retaining here, and if it's a regular enough match, I think that they could have a really good match. I do think that it's actually got a lot of potential.
2: Yeah, that's the issue. It's the fact that these two could have a really good match together. It just depends if the stipulation is something that hinders that or not. And hopefully it doesn't, because i just like to see them wrestle and do a good job, because as much as I rag on Dolph Ziggler, he'll put on a good match with Drew McIntyre. And that's the thing with Drew McIntyre's title reign. He hasn't exactly been littered with star-studded opponents, but he's been putting on good matches on
0: these shows. So hopefully that continues with this one. I can't think of anything that's like a playoff of the Zigzag, the Claymore, like anything that would be like a... Specific thing that works into that, like oh, he, maybe he has to wear like
2: a lead boot or something, and so he can't use the claymore because
0: yeah, his, maybe his, that's
2: his feet, it. his feet are like st- stuck to the, or maybe it's uh, like a silly gimmick where's um he can't leap in the air or something like that, or he can't take his feet off the ground unless obviously it's taken off by Ziggler or whatever. But
0: I mean, if they do something as simple as like a claymore is banned. Match that's gonna seem pretty weak. Where it's so like he's
2: know, you... comes to the ring with an actual claymore,
0: maybe a
1: claymore on a pole.
2: It's just a sword fight,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that
2: could work. Just be, like brave get come, like have McIntyre come out and like brave heart war
0: paint all that stuff. They could do the thing from uh Robin Hood Mennonites with the uh <laughs> uh parry, parry, thrust, thrust, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Can we watch that movie instead too? Can we just... uh, I'd be so down for that as well. Go ahead. Can we just have a movie night where you just watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Robin Hood Tights and I can just eat popcorn and enjoy being a, like a kid again and not have to do this work? Well, that's the card. We, of course, may get some adjustments to it later on this week. Maybe it'll happen before the hot tags and if that happens, we'll address them on the hot tags. Maybe it'll happen right before the pay-per-view or during the pay-per-view. And then we won't have time, but, you know, in any fashion, hot tags, updates, uh, if they are there. And if not, the post-show will address everything that has happened and then our projections of how they go in the future and what's going to happen with SummerSlam and all that. Actually, one more prediction before we get to this point, because maybe they'll announce it ahead of time or so, and this is our last possible option to do it. There's that August 30th show that we keep hearing about. What do you guys think that that's going to be?
1: Evolution.
2: Uh, I haven't really paid much attention to the August 30th thing, so evolution makes as much sense as anything. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just some sort of summer. Well, they can't do a Great American Bash or anything like that. Not that they would in August anyway, but maybe it's some sort of special. NXT versus WWE thing that it probably makes sense to do evolution right now because they're especially building up the women's uh, revolution and the five year thing. So,
0: yeah, it makes sense. I hope it's not evolution because I don't think that they have any chance of putting on a card that would be good. I really don't want to see, like, it's Bailey and Sasha against Nikki and Alexa, like, or, you know, whatever. Hey, Lacey Evans is so pissed about that Naomi uh, karaoke thing that they're going to have a match. Don't you guys want to see that? Like, I don't want to see that at all. Um, but what I would love to see them do, and it's not going to happen, but you know, whatever, is NXT take over Stomping Grounds. Putting it out there. Maybe it's SummerSlam night too. Why? Because okay, uh, Stomping Grounds that... makes perfect sense for them to do during this performance center and full sale type thing.
2: Okay, now there is something that's less
0: likely to happen than Dolph Ziggler winning the Yeah, <laughs> <three championships>. it, <laughs> it would make sense. It's logical, so it probably wouldn't. Uh, but it might be SummerSlam night, too. Maybe they split it up. Something to think about. Three. Could be the Hall of Fame. Maybe they're going to. Yeah, maybe it's not a like an actual in ring performance show. Maybe it is just like a special event hall of fame Hmm. in any fashion. When we find out, we will let you know in whatever capacity we can know. And we'll kind of roll with that. But yeah, this is the breakdown for the horror show at extreme rules, which is one of the worst Uh names that they've ever had. Uh And
1: this, this card looks awful.
0: It looks like it could be one of the most interesting pay-per-views and maybe not necessarily in the best way (laughs) so i'll break it down when we get to it but uh you in the meantime tell us what you think in the comment section below and i've talked about some plugs in the meantime i will talk about some other things to be aware of in the future uh but before we uh say goodbye we have other plugs to talk about one real quick thing i want to mention that i keep forgetting to do lately is to remind you to vote on the sexiest superstars tournament that is going on right now go ahead and vote on the current round and set up the next round because that's the point of a whole tournament and um you know kind of pay attention to that sidebar on the website because you never know what's going to pop up on there uh cal go ahead toss out what they should be looking forward to in the future Well, they
2: should be looking forward to all the great articles we're putting out on the Smart Cat Moment website. Obviously, I contribute power rankings, but there's other great stuff on there as well, whether it's the weeklies or just the odd random article thrown out there. Just make sure you're checking out all the great content on there. I mentioned it earlier, but the Paul Heyman Smackdown podcast returns this Saturday. I believe it's episode episode three or four. I I lose track of things too early, but... It's uh, another edition of it, so make sure you're tuning in where we go back in time, me and Rob, to the year 2002 when Paul Heyman was writing SmackDown. And obviously, uh, I believe next Tuesday, we'll be going on the Patreon. There will be the Vengeance 2002 review, so make sure you check out that as well. And yeah, follow me on Twitter at WigMy14 and pass it over to Rob.
1: Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice. Check out everything going on at Fightful.com and WrestleZone.com. It's actually a really busy wrestling weekend because we've got the people who were released from WWE, their non-compete expires, which means Talk and Shop with Gallows and Anderson is going to cover their entire WWE experience. we got Slammiversary from Impact Wrestling on Saturday. We've got, obviously, Extreme Rules on Sunday, and there may be something on Friday night to keep your eyes out for. So there is that. Stay tuned to all those websites. Stay tuned to everything, Smart Out Moment. Donate to the Fanboys Anonymous Patreon so we can enjoy doing stuff there. And that's it for me.
0: All right, everybody. Yeah, uh, stay tuned to the channel and all the different platforms that we got the Twitters, the Facebooks, the websites we've mentioned uh, Bleacher, Poor 80 Wrestling News. I got stuff I'm writing up all, the, all over the place on there uh fanboys anonymous and mark moment and blah 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 start clicking around follow things like things share things that kind of stuff is all great and uh the next time that you're going to be hearing from us other than the things that we just talked about is the next week which is blank right now so i haven't figured it out yet so i'm still taking suggestions about what you would like to see us do over these course of these next couple of weeks where we don't necessarily have to do anything in particular I know that one of the suggestions is to do the tier list for the AEW roster, which Callum has set up in advance, so we might be able to do that soon. I know that another suggestion has been to do superstar scores or one more match, Christian. I know that uh, the Randy Orton Big Show thing's going on, so maybe we want to do some kind of a Big Show retrospective of some kind, or look at Randy Orton in some kind of different fashion and do like a top rope list of the best legends that he's killed, or whatever it is. I don't know. There's lots of different options, there's Missed This Mark, there's, uh, which we haven't done yet, so that's the thing, there's Wrestling Is 2020, we could bring back an old topic, or we could do something brand new. Basically, if you got a suggestion, drop it in the comments below, I'll take all that into consideration, and then we'll see what's happening, and then you'll be aware of it if you hit that subscribe button and you ring that little notification bell. That's gonna do us in, though, for Extreme Rules the horror show is going to continue throughout the rest of the week and hopefully end at the very least on Sunday. And we will see you there with the post-show. But until then,
1: is the horror show that really Come is,
0: up. it really should just be 2020 at extreme Rules, and people will be like, ah, we <laughs> will see you then everybody though. For now, this has been another smart out moment and we're being counted out.